Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Going Greyhounds for Tuesday, June 27. My name is Kat Ernst and joining me to talk all things greyhound racing for the next 30 minutes is Tab's Jared Daffy. Good morning to you, Daff. It is all heating up in Brisbane this week. Good morning, Kat. Yeah, we've had a pretty good couple of weeks up north, and but uh, you're right, it certainly heats up on Thursday night. We've got seven heats of the Brisbane Cup. We've got five heats of the Queensland Cup over the long trip. I can't remember the last time we had five heats of a distance race anywhere. Uh, it'll be years and years, I would suggest. And, of course, uh, that culminates on Friday week. Note, Friday week with that uh, that rich final or rich finals of both, but that uh, Brisbane Cup million-dollar race this year, 650000 to the winner. It's staggering, absolutely, and we're going to get into the Albion Park chat a little bit later on in the show, but to kick things off, we're going to rewind the clock back to Saturday and check out Vermoose's win in the Thunderbolt. Racing, Johnny Red away quickly. Best to begin was Vermoose and showing pace out wide. Speeding fine, running Reds behind those. Next was Rushforth Alley, followed by Custard Manilli. Drifting out of it was Return Mac. Johnny Reds back near the rear and back with it. Cash Destroyer into the straight. Vermoose surge clear out after it is Rushforth Alley, but it's Vermoose's Thunderbolt. Vermoose beats Rushforth Alley. Third will go to Custard Manilli, Return Mac. Uh, the big behind white boy here is absolutely brilliant, Vermoose. He... We spoke Daff last week on the show saying that if he wasn't the best uh, short course sprinter, at least in New South Wales, then, geez, I don't know what would be. He is mm. an absolute superstar. Look, he is. And, uh, well, he began a lot better than what he did the previous week. He uh, he kind of came out with them, but he's just got that explosive pace. And the race was basically all over after they went 10 or so metres and ran 19.74, which I think is not far outside of the record. He's just a wonderful short courser. One person who was screaming the house down at Brankston was his owner and trainer, Sue Smith, and she joins us now. Good morning to you, Sue. Good morning, Kat and listeners. It was a a brilliant performance there on Saturday night. Now, you didn't go up to Grafton. Just talk us through, um, I guess, your week or your day, how it was on Saturday. Um, What was it like? Nervous moments and nervous hours, actually, when the dog was on his way up and then during the race. Talk us through that night. Well, it was very stressful all day and even up until after the race because as I said earlier he wasn't 100% that morning and I was just worried about him all all the way up I was texting Jade and Tani had texted me back and then she sent me photos of him (laughs) and like she said no he's traveling well he's calm everything was good so it was a relief when everything was fine and then when it was all over wow (laughs) Yeah, and he stood up to his name. The moose means exit with speed. Yeah, he certainly did that, Sue. Congratulations on the win. And just on that sickness that he had on the way up, it, it obviously had some sort of an effect on him. He was down a little bit in weight. Yes, he, he had, um, of all mornings, he, he had a bit of a scour. In, and I, you can't give him anything. Like, you've just got to go mm. with it. And um, I sent plenty of electrolytes and goodies up with him for the trip, but... Um, Jade rang me and said that he drank all the water that was in the water bucket at the track. So that sort of, I was quite relieved about that because that rehydrated him. So that was good. Talking, of course, of Jade Murray, who helps you and John out um, with the dogs and travelling and doing a lot of the groundwork on race day. Um, But it's been quite a campaign from yourself and Jade to get the dog to this stage because he's done a lot of travelling up to Grafton over the last 
uh, month or two. Just talk us through your reasoning behind that because, God, it paid off. Well, I, last year he went up and he was very much underdone, like it was just a spur-of-the-moment thing. And then I thought, well, this year I'll go for it again with, you know, and planned it. And I said to Jade, would I send him up there for the month and leave him up there with somebody? And he said, no, I'm prepared to travel. And I said, well, if you're prepared to do the travel, well, great, we'll do it. And he, he didn't hesitate. He said, I'm happy to do it. And he would leave here at like half past nine in the morning, not get back here till four o'clock the following morning. And uh, put, like the dog just travelled well. He travelled really good. So, as you say, it worked out. So he seems to have been around for an eternity, but... But age-wise, he's not that old. He's well, he's not even uh, three years of age yet. But he's had fifty-three starts for an amazing thirty wins. Yeah, well, he's sound. He, he keeps sound as long as they're sound. And I didn't think he was over raced. <laughs> no, 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 um, not, not not at all. I don't race him unless I think he's right. He doesn't go around unless he's like. As soon as we got back, I didn't. T- I get Michael Redgrove from up at Singleton does all my checking. And I didn't take him up Sunday morning because I let the dog sleep in. <laughs> and I took him up Monday and he checked out good. Like, so, But he's got a couple of weeks off now. I'll give him a few weeks off and I think we might head down to Richmond for the cannibal. <laughs> now, Sue, just talk us through this beautiful line that you've got as well because this boy is out of Blue Thunder who herself was an absolute rocket. She won 18 from 23. Um, but it's not just... It doesn't stop there. All the dogs you guys race are from... Uh, the same direct dam line, and it's just been an absolute goldmine for you guys. Yes, well, John's daughter-in-law, Nolene Walsh, out at Coolabar, well, she's the breeder. And I don't think they give enough um, encouragement to breeders or acknowledgement of the breeders of the dogs. Like, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't have the dogs if we didn't have the breeders. And, like, uh, to me, they don't give the breeders enough acknowledgement for what they do. And Nolene's been really, really good. She started off with Tommy's Placard. Tommy's Placard through Whinging Wench. Whinging Wench through Blue Thunder. Blue Thunder's thrown um, Vermouth, but she's also thrown uh, Blue Bronte and My Sapphire, who My Sapphire's now produced, and Agneta, who was now produced. Like, it just keeps rolling on. Yeah, look, it it does. It's been a wonderful line. I suppose the other thing with him is, um, whilst all of his recent form, most of his career form is over the shorts, he has been able to, to run the 500 out before. He's got a win at Wendy Park, and he's been around the gardens in a slick 29.39. But will you confine him to those sprints now? Um, yes, I think I'll just stay with the sprints because, like, he could run it, but they it, it takes a lot out of them. Like, they put everything in. Like, they put... They're dogs that put in, and even though they run, they run that time, but it takes them a long time to get over it. Mm. It takes a lot out of them. Like they can't just go around. You know what I mean? They, it, it, yeah. you don't want your dog to be um, hurting. Yeah, absolutely. And last one from me, Sue. I think the point that I love most of all is just what a a family sport this is and um this boy he was bred in your born in your laundry and he's been with you from the start 
just give us a quick comment on how special it is to then see these puppies grow up and become race dogs and do what they love, but not only that, but have success like he has. Well, it, it's amazing. Like you have the have them as little babies, and you uh, pick out which one you want and which one. Like we all we pick each. John and I picked out a pup each, and the rest of them sort of all got sold. And they're here in the in the paddocks growing up, and you're hands on with them all the time. They become spoiled, <laughs> very spoiled, and um, it, it's just a an amazing feeling to think that you've had that puppy. Don't watched him grow, progress through, and here he is. Yeah, he's, he's well. He's already had a wonderful career. Just had a look back through, Sue. He's won eleven of his last fourteen. So, and, and all in top grade. Uh, every ever since he started, like after you won four, three or four races, you're in free for alls. So, it was very difficult. He was in a free for all just about every time he goes around. Mm. And. Like he could win, he ran twenty nine eighty two, I think at Wentworth Park, but it was just sort of getting nutted on the line. But you can't put it in, or you can't put it in at the beginning, midway through, and then have that burst at the end. No, and I not... didn't like to see him get. I said, oh, he's run out of puff. He's getting run down. You know, like I didn't like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. And he certainly got that explosive uh, pace, as we said at the start of the interview. So. Wonderful, wonderful win. It was great vision from there the other night. It's unfortunate you couldn't be there, but, I mean, you've got him. And uh, the, the plan sounds like now a couple of weeks off and then the Richmond Cannonball. Yes, I think that might be what we'll do because he's pulled up, as I said, he's pulled up enormous. He nearly pulled you over this morning going over to his yard. Like, he's just well. He's well, well within himself. Like I said, the travelling didn't knock him around at all. It was just, he loved it. Yeah. And we love watching and, him go around as well. Terrific well, uh, that well, you were hope, able to get that win. Well, hopefully when he uh, retires, the breeders will think, well, we'll breed for speed. <laughs> yeah, he'll be the right dog, and he's got the lines as well. So congratulations again soon. Terrific that we were able to catch up with him. Who knows, we might catch up with you after the Richmond Cannonball win. Well, we sure will. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sue. Righto then. Thank you very much. Bye. There, there she was, Sue Smith, uh, the trainer of the Moose. He's a terrific dog cat. Absolutely. I think we were spooking him up last week saying that, we yeah, he's just he's just absolutely brilliant. That early speed and uh, he's just the type of, you know, flashy white and blue dog that you can really get behind. And I think uh, yeah, he's starting to, to build a nice profile for himself. And that was a deserved win on Saturday night. Uh, we might wrap things up there, Daph, and we'll be chatting to Rob McCauley after the break. Get more on tap at your local with the Tap app. Share every race with your mates, live. Plus exclusive in-venue markets and offers. And a bit of this. This too. This. Go, you good thing. And inevitably, this. For exclusive markets and offers on tap, use Venue Mode at your local on the Tab app. Imagine what you could be buying instead. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Hey everyone, it's Adam Goods here, one of the National Tree Day ambassadors. National Tree Day is important for country because those incredible native trees bring back our beautiful wildlife to our communities. It's an opportunity for us to learn from each other, to plant new natives into our community and understand the importance of planting trees. Join Planet Ark and Toyota this National Tree Day, Sunday 30th of July. Find out more at treeday.planetark.org. 
On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Welcome back to Going Greyhounds on Sky Sports Radio and we're going to continue on with the Grafton theme by having a chat to GRNSW CEO Rob McCauley who was on track on Saturday night. Good morning to you, Rob. Good morning, Kat. How are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thank you. And what a big buzz it must have been being up there on track on Saturday. Uh, Not only the Thunderbolt $75,000 to the winner, but that crowd just looked enormous. What an atmosphere. Mate, I really have not seen anything like it. It was so much fun. But uh, as you saw the pictures, mate, it was like 20 deep at the rail. I've never seen so many people interested in the in the um, in the in the dogs and looking over the fence into the into the paddock and uh, just having a great time. It was ten deep at the bar, ten deep at the tote. Brooke McClymont and Adam Eckersley doing their fantastic music. It was just it was brilliant in every respect. And John Corrigan and his committee up at Grafton have a hell of a lot to be proud of. Rob, I actually wished I had have made the trip down. I was going to go, but uh, unfortunately I got sidetracked on Sunday night and couldn't get there. But, you know, the, that was the one thing that stood out to me, that crowd. And I spoke to one of the locals uh, who goes every week to Grafton and has been doing that for some 20 or 30 years. And he said he has never, ever, even in the Halcyon days uh, of when you race 14 times in 14 days, never seen a crowd like it. Oh, Jared, it was just fantastic, mate. I mean, it was exciting. Everybody, I, I think, without exception, everybody had a great time. Staff, everyone had a brilliant time. Um, but, you know, to see Susan Smith and Vermoose uh, take home 75000 bucks was great. Susan wasn't there on the night, but all of her team mm. was. And uh, and it was it was really good. It was a great race. Um, the, whole, the whole card was excellent racing. You guys would have seen it all and it was a it, excellent race and great family atmosphere Grafton how good a town is that mate but like they all get yeah. out and support their local events and um there'll be a very I no doubt there'll be a very big push for having Thunderbolt keep going to Grafton I suspect well why not and, and how does that how does that happen can, can it happen or will it be shared Oh, look, it can happen. It was our intention, uh, of course, to, to share these um, th- this series of events around. Um, but when uh, when clubs can make such a success of uh, of hosting a particular event, you know, there's a very um, there's a very substantial argument to be made for for um, for, for uh, rewarding success, so to speak. Mm. Anyway, that, look, that'll be a work in progress and something we'll talk to clubs about how best to run these the, the, these big regional races. Of course, we've got, you know, we've just had a couple and we've got a few more coming up. Um, we're Southern Stars down in Goulburn this next month, in a month, in a month time, actually. So um, all of these these all of these country town events are a great way to have a, a really good exposition of greyhounds and what a fun uh, and safe sort of racing style and format it is. And if, if we can replicate the, the, the Thunderbolt joy um, around the place, that well, I, personally, I will be thrilled. And Saturday was the perfect way, Rob, to round out the end of the financial year. Um, it's been such a exciting 12 months we've seen plenty of feature racing on the track but not only that making plenty of waves um off the track obviously tab racing's headed to musselbrook work's going to start at lithgow 
new GAP facilities. And then we've also seen the new GAP partnerships, um, which no doubt you can talk us through now and uh, understand that the Greyhound Care Scheme is being relaunched this week as well. Yeah, Cat, <laughs> there's a lot on. We, um, we, we, we are certainly keeping busy. It's difficult to remember, it, it, isn't it? It was hard to remember that the GAP Londonderry um, reopening was only this financial year, the beginning of this financial year. I think it was last July, and we've done so much um, there. I'm thrilled to speculate that we will reach our rehoming targets this year and um, be pushing for even more next year, and that is largely due to you know, the efforts of our, uh, um, both our participants combined with our GAP regional coordinators and our two GAP centres at Londonderry and YE. Everyone has been working very, very hard this year to, um, to get better at what we do and rehome more dogs. We, I, I know I'm, I'm very attuned to the fact that there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of work to be done uh, to increase adoptions and rehomings around the place, and that's why we've got you know all of these other things going on. We've got our fantastic um, associations with the New South Wales Police Association and the Australian Federal Police Association. The new, um, the new arrangements with the US Fraternal Order of Police, which is just getting going, and I'm expecting um, great things from. Uh, so we've, we're very much, we've got the pedal to the metal, as you might say, um, with uh, adoption and rehoming. Um, Musselbrook seems to be going very well. The, the track up there, as you mentioned, has got um, TAB racing starting at it, and that'll be very interesting to see how that goes. I think there's a great big demand. Um, there's a great big demand in the, um, in the community for that in the Upper Hunter and from all around, so that's, it's great. It's going great, guns. We're 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 busy and pleased. Well, Rob, uh, there's always plenty going on on the track, but there's a whole lot more that's going on off the track. And uh, we really thank you for some of your insights this morning. If you don't mind, we might catch up with you every few weeks just to see how all of this is progressing. I'd love to do that, Jared. That'd be really good. And um, no doubt your uh, your listeners will remember the uh, that we're five minutes off the the Mossman, the Peter Mossman Opal and the Big Peter's Classic on at Wentworth Park on the 8th of July. They're the oldest G1 events in New South Wales and um, they'll be a lot of fun. Southern Stars on the 28th of July and not too far to, to the Million Dollar Chase in October. Yeah, it comes around quick, doesn't it? All right, Rob, thanks for your time this morning. As I said, we'll catch up with you in the coming weeks to expand on some of the things you said this morning. Thanks for your time. Thanks to you both. Have a great day. There he was, Rob McCauley from uh, GRNSW. He's the CEO. We'll take a short break and we'll be back after to have a chat with John Dart. Today's Racing, brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab App. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. What's gambling really costing you? Broodmare owners will have a selection of the best bloodlines in the world at Coringal Stud in 2023. Merchant Navy and Finance Tycoon are newcomers to Coringal and will stand alongside the dual Group 1 winner, Prized Icon, Exciting Stallion Prospect Sandbar and the proven The Brothers War. Sons of Champion Sires, Fastnet Rock, Written Tycoon, More Than Ready, Stitzel and Warfront with black type throughout their dam site. A star-studded stallion roster at affordable fees. Contact Angus Lamont on 0429 842 875. And here is... 
is a champion. Cracksman wins the champion in fantastic style. The only place to catch the very best equine superstars from around the globe. First time, every time, is right here. Live and exclusive across the Sky Racing Network. Jackano, a dual Group 1 winner and the highest rated Australian bred three-year-old cult of his generation. And here's Jackano. A precocious juvenile. Jackano was a December two-year-old winner on debut and placed in the Group 1 Blue Diamond Stakes. Jackano moves up, takes the lead, storms away. A sectional star. Jackano is the only Australian stallion to retire in 2023 as a Wait for Rage winning three-year-old. Jackano! Jackano flew up on the fence and got the money! Jackano, new to Witten Stat. Whoa, Jackano! Children don't have an equal chance when they live in poverty. Like all children, Nick needs support to succeed at school. Despite his hard work, he's falling behind. Help provide crucial learning support so Nick can reach his potential. Search the Smith family. Donate today. Skipped breakfast. Now, tell us how Ferrari was, Dave. Boys, I've done the tour and I've come through and they've got the driving simulator and I've thought, you beauty, I'll get in this. But I've sort of jumped the gun a little bit because obviously, as you know, I'm a big fella and these Italians, they're not that big. So I'm sort of lined up and look, it took a little bit of manoeuvring to get in the actual <laughs> machine. Once I got in, we were sweet, but then getting out, I hope there's no vision of it on the CCTV because honestly, it was like wildebeest getting up a, like it was just awesome. <laughs> The Big Sports Breakfast, weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio and Radio Tab. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Away over the 710, Blue Hornet second away. Emerald Eyes won the start. Down the outside was Wendy Rocks. Punching up there was Blue Hornet. Slightly checked, lost a couple of lengths. Around them goes Dirt Farmer. Followed by Zorority, then came Play Nice. Getting back, me and you, and Hidden Agenda was last. 15.89 early and going to the lead was Wendy Rocks out of the straight. She leads by three. Blue Hornet got to second, gives chase. Third was Emerald Eyes, followed by Play Nice. Then came Dirt Farmer Court Deep. Sorority rails through. A break to Hidden Agenda and me and you. Off the back in 12.45. Still to find the Wendy Rocks onto the turn. She leads by two. Blue Hornet, Emerald Eyes. Wendy Rocks with a kick. She got away and Wendy Rocks by four lengths over Blue Hornet. Third was Emerald Eyes, followed by Play Nice. Hidden Agenda. Wendy Rocks making her own luck out in front in the Chairman's Cup on Thursday night and joining us to talk about that win and her campaign heading forward is trainer John Dark. Good morning to you, John. Morning, Kat. Morning, Jared. That was a, a brilliant performance there the other night and I suppose maybe snuck under the under the radar a little bit as well, but she's been ultra consistent and only a baby. Yeah, she, she's very young. I've never probably done this to a young stayer before, but this race come up, so you've got to go in them. John, she's by Seneca. We've seen a few of them win over the distance, and she hasn't had a lot of starts, as you point out. She's only had 15 runs. Did did you always think that she'd be able to stay? From day one, that's when she was broken in. She didn't break in good, but Alan Dargoose, the, the breaker in, said, just keep her, she's the one. So, yeah, no, she always looked like she'd stay. Now, talk us through that performance on Thursday night, because... I spoke to you after the race and she, she's been thereabouts in a lot of these races and she's got the right form lines. Obviously, she came through the, the State of Origin series and uh, ran fifth behind Palawa King in that. And before that, she was uh, behind Play Nice in the Dashing Corsair. Uh, she was actually runner-up in that race. So she's been thereabouts. Um, has it taken you by surprise, though, I guess, how well she's adapted to it so early? No, not not really. We always... we. 
you know, I always thought she'd be a great stayer. Um, it's just the learning curve of all the races. She did a few little things wrong. Um, the week before, Days of Thunder joined her on the home turn and they're still only ahead in the finish line. Uh, Days of Thunder run fourth and she ran fifth. So I thought it was a great run. She ran the time as well. Like the 1586 was a massive improvement on what we've seen her in the past, but 41.63 overall, you know, that's up there with one of the quickest times of the year. And I think I think she struck the weakest heat of the Queensland Cup on Thursday night. And I don't mind her drawing out in box seven. No, she's perfectly boxed. Um, first picked and her have probably got the same first section. So, mm. uh, and like Wendy won't cut across. So, you know, she's very well boxed. And it must be a real kick along for you guys too, obviously, following off the back of Typhoon Sammy, who was such a great little sprinter for you guys down in Victoria for so long, to now be getting another good one straight off his heels. Yeah, no, no. This is what you train dogs for, you know. You've got to keep looking out for those good ones. And Sammy was, was unbelievable. Yeah, he was a I hope he does it again tonight at Grafton. What box has he got there? Seven. Okay, well, that suits him. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted, wanted to ask you about one that we never really saw uh, the best of, Gypsy Dell. Unfortunately, she broke down. She was from that same litter of Agilite. Has she had a litter of pups yet? Uh, unfortunately, G- Gypsy Dell died. Um, oh, died? Got a virus and, yes, and couldn't be saved. Uh, we'll never know how good she was. Yeah, because she did look like she was going to be the next big thing. Oh, she did things that, you know... Yeah. Wouldn't think dogs could do. I didn't know that. That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah. well, as, as I yeah. said, fo- f- sorry, go on. Yeah, very sad. You know, um, it's one of the worst things probably ever happened in growing racing to me and Glenda. Yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, no, no, completely understand when you lose a, a beauty like that. I didn't know that. So unfortunately, uh, oh, sorry, <laughs> apologise for touching on that. I didn't know. Nah, um, that's right. As I said, she was from the same litter as our dog, Agilate, and he's been in terrific form of recent times. So there's five heats Thursday night. Uh, you've got box seven, as we said, and first picked is clearly the one to beat there. Um, you've only got to run first and, and the three fastest seconds. She should be able to do that? Yeah, well, you'd hope so, barring anything going wrong. You know, she's beginning better, um, and she's just super strong. Now, John, you're from the Northern Rivers. Were you planning on moving to Queensland? Did I read a... a- couple of months back you guys were thinking of heading up north he did yeah eventually we'll get there we had a, <laughs> a minor hiccup yesterday the government's not going to buy back the houses but they said they would uh so we've got to go to plan b so meanwhile you're still representing new south wales going up there and trying to win the big ones but you do most of your racing i suppose uh, at a city level at albion park but just talk us through i suppose the um the prestige of going into a group one like this and that, that amazing prize money that's on offer in the Sunshine State at the moment? Yeah, no, it's crazy prize money, what they're giving now. Um, no, nothing changes. We've actually won this race twice, so um, we've had a few good stays. So um, Wendy, okay. we've kept the same sort of program going, so everything's going good at the moment. Now, John, you did move north, didn't you, about 12 months ago, but you moved back. Yeah, when we got flooded in 2022, we moved to Dan Henry's at Churchable for three months mm-hmm. and we had to come back and fix the house. Everything, everything's good now. So, um, yeah, we're 
hopefully within 12 months we'll be in quarantine. Apart from no buyback, everything's good except for that. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a hurdle to jump over. Well, hopefully that gets sorted in the positive way soon. We really look forward to Wendy Rocks on Thursday night. John, uh, as I said, she's drawn out where she wants to be. Look, looking forward to catching up with you. Thanks for your time this morning and all the very best. Yeah, thanks very much, guys. Thank you. John Dart. Uh, I wasn't aware of that issue in New South Wales with those buybacks, etc., from the floods. That's, that's terrible. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a blow for those guys, and I suppose it's it's hard when you're trying to set up and particularly run, you know, a property with greyhounds and mm. anything with livestock. How can you really um, invest into the property when, yeah, when you don't know if it's going to flood again? Yeah, yeah, no, not a very good set of circumstances at all. No, absolutely not. Well, um, we'll take a quick break and continue our Albion Park chat off the back. On Sky Sports Radio, the traffic report. It's quick, easy and free to drop off unwanted paint, batteries, motor oils and more at your community recycling centre. Find your nearest centre at cleanout.com.au. Sydney North Rocks, the M2, truck broken down, taking out left-hand lane westbound approaching Barclay Road overpass, also a large diesel spill. And Brisbane at Drew Vale, the breakdown, Logan Motorway affecting westbound traffic. Dry July starts this Saturday. Go dry this July and raise funds to improve the comfort and well-being of people affected by cancer. Sign up today at dryjuly.com. I'm Ian Wallace. That's traffic on Sky Sports Radio. Today's racing brought to you by Same Race Multi on the Tab app. Combine multiple runners for bigger odds. What's gambling really costing you? The Queensland Racing Carnival is where champions emerge. Last year was Apache Chase, Dartotes and Alligator Blood. And this year the tradition continues. The Queensland Racing Carnival culminates at the Sunshine Coast this weekend with the $300,000 Caloundra Cup alongside the Group 3 Wings Guineas. Quality fields will gather on the picturesque coast in front of a large and patriotic crowd. Check out everything you need to know at queenslandracingcarnival.com.au. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to Going Greyhounds. Racing, Victor Damien began only fairly well away, Umberto. Here comes Magistrate down the outside, trying to lead as they go into the first corner. Kicking up there was Umberto to lead Magistrate around them. Dundee Rebel to third. A break then to Victor Marley, followed by Alpha Zulu. Getting pushed back, Sibbing Remus, Victor Damien and Victor Alby at the tail of the field. Running off the back, Umberto grabbed the lead by two over Dundee Rebel. Victor Marley out wider. It's Umberto in front after a Dundee Rebel. Dundee Dundee Rebel wins the flying, Amy. Dundee Rebel beat Umberto. Third That was Dundee Rebel winning the Flying Amy Classic a few weeks ago. And joining us now to have a chat about that dog and his little brother, Dundee Smokey, heading into the Brisbane Cup heats this week is caretaker trainer Rusty Dillon. Good morning to you, Rusty. Good morning, Cat. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. You must be absolutely pinching yourself to have two quality dogs like these boys heading into a, a big race like the Brisbane Cup this week. Yeah, very happy with them, actually. Um, they're both on a bit of a crest of a wave, especially Rebel. He's won his last two, and uh, he's enjoying the sunshine state. Uh, morning, Rusty. They've found a bit of form, these dogs, uh, since they came north, but they did lose some pretty good form behind in Victoria. Both of them normally brilliant beginners down there. They haven't quite nailed the start right up here. Have you done any box work, box work with uh, either or over the last week or so? 
Yes, we have actually at the um, training centre we've got here at Poston's Ridge, up near Toowoomba. Um, but we've got a beautiful facility here. We've got a uh, circle track for the uh, for the learners, obviously, for the young pups, and um, great track and sand run. So, yeah, they've had a bit of work. Um, Smokey had a bit of an easier time this week. Uh, he pulled up a little bit soft. Uh, Rebels actually feeling really good. Um, yeah, no, they're actually going well. Poor old Rebels not having much luck with the box draws at the moment. Box six again in his heat this week. Comes up against Crumble Manelli, the WA star, and JSJ, the track record holder. But um, looking at the race, he's right in it still. Yeah, I think he'll be competitive uh, if he nails it, as we talk about, if, if he can nail it, which he can do sometimes. His strength is the latter part of his race. Um, he's... Uh, Last extra was pretty good, so he just needs to find his some luck on the first turn if he can find his feet and then uh, weave around the outside like he usually does. He, he's going to be competitive, that's for sure. It doesn't get a whole lot easier in the following race, race nine. Dundee Smokey drawn pretty well in box two, but unfortunately got postman Pat there in box eight. Yeah, looking at the the field, uh, it's obviously a very strong field, uh, especially with postman's Pat on the outside, but. Uh, um, Smokey has got similar sectionals to Postman's Pat, and uh, Smokey can jump and probably put it to Pat, but Pat's obviously a lot stronger. Um, you know, you're talking sectionals of uh, 550 or better, and then 1150 up the back, which Smokey can run. So he's not going to be too far behind Smokey, but obviously uh, behind uh, Postman's Pat, but his strength towards the line is not, not overly strong. Okay, well, let's look at those two heats on Thursday night. You're a little bit later in the night, so we'll see how they go there. Rusty, thank you for your time this morning. You're doing a wonderful job with uh, with those dogs up from Victoria at the moment. I guess, unfortunately, you'll have to send them back in a few weeks' time. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Jeff was only up here for a night, and he's, uh, he just saw what was going on up here and liked the complex, and he said, I'll see you in about four or five weeks. So we don't know where that, when that's going to be. That's good for you. As I said, you're doing a terrific job with them, Rusty. Thank you for your time this morning. All the very best uh, Thursday night. We'll catch up with you there. Thanks, guys. Thanks a lot. Bye. Rusty Dillon, the, the trainer of uh, the Dundee Dogs, Dundee Rebel and Dundee Smokey. Yeah, they're going to be a real force to be reckoned with in the heats this week, and I just absolutely can't wait to get up there on Thursday night, Daff. It's going to be an absolute belter. It's going to be. It's one of the, the best nights racing you'll see anywhere with those seven heats of the sprint and five heats of the distance race. And, of course, uh, you'll be with us, uh, myself and Liam Mulry. We'll have an extensive coverage on uh, Sky Racing Active. Yep, we certainly will. And before that gets um, underway on Thursday night, though, for those uh, watching the, the dogs this week, don't forget the squizzy final at... Uh, Tari on Wednesday, our mate Martin Bow, who we spoke to last week, has drawn box three, and she looks mighty hard to beat, his little girl there. Uh, Thursday night, we've got the Silver Collar final at Dapto, and on Saturday night here in New South Wales, don't forget the Vic Peters and the Peter Mossman Opal Heats. Yeah, it certainly doesn't end. Uh, actually, it's drawn box three, I think, Wilson's pick. It has box three after making uh, or running the fastest seat, and, of course, she's a pearl in that Silver Collar on Friday night, I'm assuming we'll see the fields for Wentworth Park at, at some stage today, or if not tomorrow morning, but uh, looking forward to Thursday night, Cat. So uh, we might end it there. Uh, I think we've gone a little bit into Anthony Manton's time, which he will not be happy about. 
He's going to send us an invoice, is he? We'll see how that goes. <laughs> all right, Kat, uh, thank you for your time again this morning. And uh, that's a wrap. And we'll do it all again next Tuesday. And we'll chat about what we saw over the week.